2: let's span the festival globe why don't we
3: the what podcast barry Corder, brad steiner lord taco diving in to shaky knees our guest this week beach weather once a struggling band now one of the biggest songs on the planet how they got here where they go next, we discuss that, and more, as we traverse the festival lineup on the What Podcast, it starts, right now! You're It's the What Podcasts, Barry Quarter, Lord Taco, and Brad. Uh, thanks for jumping in. We uh, are traversing the festival landscape the last couple of weeks. We talked about uh, Merle Fest, we'll uh, pop into some other music festivals as we uh, go along while Bonnaroo is sort of in their um, selling out days. By the way, is, is Bonnaroo close to being sold out? Did I see that this week?
4: Yes. No one will comment officially, but yeah, yeah, they're going to really? sell out.
3: Yeah. Okay, good. That's big news. Um, do we have like a timetable
4: on that, by the way? No. Um, no. How close do you in think I, they
3: are, in, in your informed opinion? What do you think? How close do you think they are?
4: We are what, around ninety days, depending on when you're hearing this. Ninety, ninety-five days. I would say. Yeah, we're the next, just
2: under a hundred.
4: I'm betting within the next month, month or and a half anyway. Which is okay. they won't. I don't think they'll get to like week of. Which they have done in the past when they've sold out. I think it will. Festivals seem to be doing well. I, you know, last year was such a weird year, and now it seems like they're back. So, yeah. You know, I mean,
3: we're gonna we're gonna try and take some time uh, away from the Bonner landscape and talk about some other uh, spots. We did Merle Fest last week. I wanted to start this week though. Oh, by the way, this week we got Beach Weather on. I'm I love these guys so much. I. Uh, I had the one of the very first interviews that I had when I got to New York was with Beach Weather, and they came in, I mean, dressed like highlighters. Uh, I mean, you couldn't miss them (laughs) for the world because they were just, like, they just don't care. They are in it for them. Like, they just want fun. They just want to have a blast because they've been through the ringer, and at this point in their career, they're like, everything past this is, is gravy.
4: Yeah. What a great attitude. Mm -hmm. That's funny. Highlighter. I like that. Like big glow sticks or something. They look great. They look great. I could (laughs) never pull that
3: outfit off. Um, But the one festival I wanted to talk about before we talk to Beachweather and hear about, uh, you know, their their rebirth, if you will. Did you guys see this Bourbon and Beyond lineup? The Louisville Festival? Yes, you did. Taco. Did you see it? I saw it. I don't remember what was on it. Okay, I, I do
4: know that I saw it.
3: Okay, now I'm oh, gonna. I know where
4: you're going? Yeah, and I thought I, the other one you sent me that was it in, in New Orleans. That was an amazing lineup. Was that?
3: I don't um, think I sent like, you anything from New Orleans. Let, let me. I just go look, ahead. Though. I don't Sorry. remember the Bourbon and Beyond Festival. I I just don't recall this being a thing. I'm sure it has been in the past. I just it, it doesn't bank in my memory. Right? Yeah. So,
4: isn't that the one that's out at uh, near the airport? That kind of. Came up a year or two ago. Yeah, it may the, be the, the exposition center, which is massive. Okay. So it was, it was, it, it. Yeah, it had a rough start, but this lineup. Go ahead. I, know, I think I know okay. where you're
3: going. I, I wanna, I wanna go through one of maybe one of the most batshit crazy lineups I have <laughs> ever seen, uh, especially in the five six years we've been doing this podcast. I don't know if I've ever seen a a, a lineup that goes from Brandy Carlisle and Train to Bruno Mars and Babyface, to the Black Keys and First Aid Kit, to Brit- Brittany Howard and Wayne Newton. Yep.
4: yep. What Talk about baby the face.
3: shit is that?
4: <laughs> Durand it's Durand. So, That's the
3: Beyond section, right? It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm in love with it. I yeah. think I'm absolutely head over heels in love with this wackadoo. Thing. I mean, the only thing that's missing is like puddle of mud, you know. <laughs> of all the, of all of the concoctions that they could have put together, guys, who saw, who had on their bingo card Wayne Newton in twenty twenty three?
4: Yeah. With them. oh man, Mavis Day, Paolo Nutini. Haven't heard that name in a good minute. I, I yeah. just, I, I'm, I'm stunned.
3: I'm stunned. Um, and I, and I, and I <laughs> had done nothing but talk about this. For weeks now, I know nothing about the festival. I know nothing about the experience. But who is booking this?
4: (laughs) I don't know, but I like them.
3: (laughs) Who in the world? This is this is like how me and you guys would get high one night and just say, "Yeah, tell me this song." uh, Who's singing this
4: song? (laughs) Is Don Ho available? (laughs)
3: <laughs> can we do tiny bubbles? Yeah,
4: Dan, Comin- Dan Taminski's on there. You know the old brother guy, constant sorrow. I mean, it's everybody. It literally is. I think you're. I think you nailed it. It's like, let's get high and see who can outdo who with the playlist.
3: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as soon as I think I have an angle for this festival, a lane for it, as we talk about all the time with Brandy Carlisle and uh, Brittany Howard and. Uh, uh, you know city and color old crow first aid kit as soon as i see that and then all of a sudden i see baby face
4: blondie and bruno mars uh <laughs> i'm loving the way What? cuz i i that's who i'm going i'm going to see wayne look cuz i'm look, not going to vegas to see
3: him. <laughs> i don't care what anyone says i don't care what you think about me i am seeing if i have the chance to see wayne fucking Absolutely. newton <laughs> i'm seeing 100%. wayne newton um, 100%. that is nuts. Absolutely
4: nuts. That's so funny.
3: Anyway, yeah. I was, I was, I was floored when I saw that. And I, uh, I was hoping that you had the same feeling as I did because I, I mean,
4: yeah, I mean, now, now I got Donkashane in my head for the rest of the day. I'm trying to think of another,
3: like that out there kind of booking. Now corn for Bonnaroo is, is a way out there sort of thing, but they're known for having at least something like that every year. Uh, they're Lionel Richie, Kenny Rogers. They, they have something a little, uh, out in left field like this, but I have, I
4: just, but not really. I mean, that was such a great, yeah, but
3: she was really in the pocket at the time. She had a new album. She was getting that Jack white heat. I just can't think of a more (laughs) completely out of nowhere booking like Wayne Newton.
4: How'd you like to have been in that board meeting? Let's, guys, let's think outside guys. the box. Who you got? <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got, I got it. it. I'm bringing Wayne Newton to the
3: They might have asked. Party. They might as well just ask Taco
4: to show up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
3: I I want. I swear to God, I want to do anything to meet the person who who first threw out the name Wayne Newton. I love it. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. Is there anything else that happened this week that uh, that I might be missing? Uh, Okeechobee was over the weekend. Anything from that?
4: Just they had a death, right, that didn't uh, – They did. Went badly. I mean, obviously any death is badly, but there was a lot of, what, uh, controversy? Is that right? It kind of went un, undealt with, if that's the right word for – some are saying maybe too long. I don't know. I, I just, yeah. yeah, I think they I'm finally
3: headlining. came out and made a statement.
4: Yeah, I just, that's terrible. Anytime somebody dies. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I'm not, <clears throat> I've been to Okeechobee once. I, um, I have mixed feelings about it because it's just so far out there and I got a speeding ticket, so I'll never really like that <laughs> county. And the <laughs> cop was <laughs> such a jerk. Um, I don't know. I just got a weird feeling about that. That whole space, you know, it just makes me feel a little icky. I don't know. Um, and then what was the other uh, festival that came out? Oh, Pilgrimage. Now, okay. So I think that was the 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 juxtaposition in which I saw this Bourbon and Beyond festival lineup. So you have Pilgrimage come out in the morning, which it's such a clear Americana sort of festival with Lumineers, Black Crows, Zach Bryan, Thanu Ratliff, Margot Price, and then. When I see Bourbon and Beyond, I totally anticipate it being something similar. So mm. I almost just sort of zombied my way through that lineup. And then, you know, I see Brandy and, and then I see and Wayne Newton pops and my head just sort of spins. And I immediately think to myself, is this like some sort of like indie rock band who's just using the name Wayne Newton? Or is this really Wayne <laughs> Newton? And then I started looking at the rest of the lineup and I... When I'm sitting here thinking I'm going to get an Americana festival and all of a sudden I'm seeing Bruno Mars and Babyface, everything starts spinning around. Um, but any thoughts on the the pilgrimage stuff? It's going to be right up north of you, Barry, right? Uh, outside Nashville.
4: Have you ever been? You haven't been to this, have you? No, I haven't been to this one. Uh, I mean, it, 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 meh. I like, I like, um, I'm Wayne Newton's got me so much I can't even think about this one. It's a good lineup. I would go if it were here. I'm not sure I would, you know, travel to go.
3: You know, it's on Justin Timberlake's farm. You know, he owns that one, property. Yeah, yeah, so
4: it's up there in the the Franklin Franklin yeah. area.
3: Yeah. So when I think of when I think of pilgrimage, um, I say to myself, "Yeah, but I'll just go to Moon River."
4: Yeah, right down the road similar. in Chattanooga be because bigger, more more bands, but similar. I would uh, 100% agree. I mean, in fact, Nathaniel Rightliff, um is coming to Chattanooga this summer. So is he really? Yeah.
3: Oh, good for you. Uh, Oh, yeah, Yeah. I just go to Riverbend. The Riverbend lineup is even better. It's very
4: similar. It's kind of a mix of the two. Warren Treaty, of course, who we love, love, love. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, very similar. And and
3: then the other uh, one that popped out uh, was Outside Lands, which, my God, I mean, it's always always so big. Um, I've never actually been to Outside Lands because, I don't know, those West Coast festivals just become so difficult and and costly. But uh, Janelle Monae... Maggie Rogers, Odessa, Foo Fighters, Kendrick Lamar, um, Noah Kahn, Cig- Cigarettes After Sex. I mean, it feels uh, like a lighter Outside Lands Festival uh, than years past. But, you know, people really enjoy that. And I've heard people, at least close to me, say they like it more than Coachella, uh, which is uh, kind of crazy. I've, I mean, I don't know. I don't really have any experience. with you can one of them.
4: see Janelle Monae, do it. No do kidding. It, do it, do it.
3: I told the story about, I told the story about meeting Janelle Monae a couple days ago and uh, I've got this ridiculous picture and I swear to God, because I was so in love with her and I felt, (laughs) I felt so overwhelmed by her beauty. I sort of lost track of what I was saying to her and I was, I just found myself, you know how stupid I get with my great work nonsense, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I remember looking at Janelle Monae and I was so struck by how gorgeous she was that all I could bring myself to say was well I think you're gonna I think you're gonna do pretty well in this music stuff <laughs> and the the label guy at that exact moment took a picture of me and her when I said that to her and I'll never ever forget the way she looked at me it was just like what the fuck is this guy saying to me? Yeah, he, I felt thinking, so good embarrassed. Good luck in your career, pal. Yeah, <laughs> Good luck in your music career. What are you doing? All right. Uh, enough of that. Let's get to beach weather uh, as uh, we traverse around some other music festivals. Shaky Knees with Beach Weather on the What Podcast. Here we go. Well, hi, guys. What's happening? Good morning. How's everybody doing? Is everybody surviving? What part of the world are you guys in? I'm in uh, Boston.
2: Reeves in Nashville, yeah. Okay.
3: So, in Boston, have you done... um, What is that festival that we love in Boston, Barry?
2: Is it Levitate? Levitate? No, no, it's Boston it, Calling. Oh, That's Collins. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you like so, that? Yeah. I've gone to it. I've gone to it one time and it was fun. Um I just went to it as like a fan of a couple sure. of bands playing. Um Sure. We actually got a we got an offer to do it this year, but we're gonna be the day before we're gonna be all the way in San Francisco doing um bottle rock, so we couldn't like logistically ah. make it make sense. And then the day after yeah. we're gonna be in Jersey, so we would have had to have like a sandwich of, yeah. Yeah, bought doing a red eye flight from San Francisco to Boston and play Boston Calling and then just booting down to yeah. Jersey all in the but same if, weekend.
3: But it feels but it feels like you guys have at this point, um I mean it's like the hardest working band on the planet right now, right? <laughs> like so let's just feels let's just like hit the sometimes. gas as, as hard as possible, right Right now,
2: yeah, that's what it feels like a lot of the yeah. time these days. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and uh, how's it been going though? I mean, the last time I saw you was here in the city, um, yeah. and it, it kind of like uh, I don't know. It, it felt like you guys had just found your footing, and you're like, okay, is this how the world's going to be for a while?
2: Yeah, it's pretty yeah. awesome. I mean, it seems like everything we've done so far, like we've gotten together every, you know, once for like a week every every last couple months and every time we've done that it seems like it's for some beneficial purpose. <laughs> you know, like playing yeah. Jimmy Kimmel and stuff like that. So it's pretty oh, wild. Oh, you don't
3: say. <laughs>
2: yeah, like pretty pretty small small town stuff, you know. <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of crazy, yeah, from going from that New York trip where we were just little you know, not really sure what was on the horizon for us, and then to go into this year just full blast—it's—it's it's pretty crazy.
3: Is, is are you like in a studio right now? Is that what you're doing? Is, that, is it? I'm in my too? little
2: like home studio. Reef, okay. It's like he's in his little home studio.
3: You yeah. do you have one too, Reef? Is that yeah?
2: All right. It's, uh, it's uh, just one big
5: studio apartment, so I basically sleep in my studio. But
3: <laughs> yeah. I I uh, I. I... I am so impressed by you guys. I'm so uh, happy for you. Um, This has been a pretty odd journey for this band, huh?
4: Yeah. Quite uh, (laughs) odd, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's where I wanted to go. For Uh, sure. Doing, you know, reading about you guys and everything, you probably can answer the question as well as anyone. Uh, Tell us how you got to this point because, I mean, it goes this way and that way and then it goes backwards and it stops.
2: Yeah. Um, well, we started the band in 2015 um, and we toured it for a couple of years. And then we kind of hit the point where we like sort of started losing focus on what it was going to be. So we took a little break and I think that was our time that we all focused on our like individual personal lives, you know, um, just like, OK, is music going to be the thing? If not, like what else is out there? You know, and for me personally, I was doing it for a long time. So I kind of been. I was ignoring that little uh, that person that was like, "Hey, let's go home for a little bit. I want to I want to be home and not on a in a van, a stinky van with a bunch of dudes." So yeah. we took that couple year break. I went off. I got married. I had a couple kids, um, and then just for the love of music, we all started kind of talking again. And um, actually, we never really stopped talking, but more so talking about beach weather and, and the future mm-hmm. and what the plans were. And then, yeah, Reeve, if you want to take over, because that was when you kind of started tapping in
5: uh yeah i mean i the first tours i'd ever been on was with beach weather and it you know those first tours were pretty lucky for me because a lot of people have to do like you know little bars and stuff like that and with this band it was like house of blues and then we our second tour was like in europe and i was just like you know, I never had to, like, rough it out, really. So when we were on a little break, you know, I I was in other bands and stuff and kind of did the, you know, um, I had to kind of be the leader and stuff. But it made me really appreciate <laughs> what these guys were doing, you know, because he, he, he taught me how to tour, which was kind of cool to see me, like, do it with other people. I kind of got a grasp on how to do it. And uh, coming back into it, I feel just a little bit more professional, you know. Mm. I don't really feel like the younger kid all the time
4: what do you yeah. mean what do you mean i mean you know just like never done it i mean there's there's like different own levels. merch and
5: you know setting well, up. you know right okay Places. yeah the to level and... the level
2: we were doing it yeah it was like four of us in our van renting a van getting a hotel every night like setting up our merch selling our own merch playing the shows you know being the tour manager the booking agent the yeah. ta- you know travel agent doing all of that stuff and and he was like that's the, what I, that's the, the that's rodeo one, king of the whole I'm... thing
4: Sorry, that's why I'm kind of dialing down a little bit. It's mm. like I think a lot of people think it, this romantic thing, right? Where, <laughs> yeah. you know, like on TV, you just show up at the next gig and you play, and there's fans yeah, screaming the and everything. They the don't consider <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, they don't consider the eight hour, the or what is it? 11 hours or 23 hours in a van yeah i mean sometimes
2: sometimes longer yeah and a lot of it is like you know the routing on some of those tours are routed for buses that have a driver that drive 10 hours overnight while the band gets their beauty rest and we've never had that luxury we've always (laughs) like played san francisco and then we got to hoof it down to los angeles in the same night and be there in the morning and you know what i mean and then from la have to drive out to phoenix that night after the show and be there so not complaining. We've just did it for a long time, and I think what he yeah. was saying is that when this band started, he was still so new to that world. He was lucky because we had some friends that brought us out on some our first tours that we were opening and doing House of Blues. Is still grinding it out in the van, but lucky enough to be playing in front of some crowds and not having to play <laughs> yeah. in front of you know Nashville yeah. bar crowds.
3: I uh, I am drawn to you guys so much because I feel as though your band is like a real life experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I, always f- I always find myself gravitating towards <laughs> artists who find success later in their life, uh, or at sure. least later in their professional life. It's sort of like um, I wasn't ready for this relationship as a 20-year-old, but yeah, what, talk, to me, talk been, yeah. to me again when I'm 35, and I've, I'm going to be ready for you, girl. I, I think we got this in 15 years. Uh, and when you get later on in your life, it's, it, things seem to slow down, even in, professionally for you, doesn't it?
2: yeah absolutely i mean i've said it multiple times if what we have with the success of sex drugs etc happened when we were younger like you know in our early 20s or whatever when like we thought touring was all these other reasons and it really wasn't you know i think we would have messed the whole thing up so i think now having a little bit more you know we we got our asses kicked by life for a couple years and I think we had to be like humbled and like I said I have two kids now so it's like if there's anything that forces you to reprioritize your life it's having a couple kids and then you know showing you like what the important things are and what really aren't important and I think that's our attitude these days is like Mm -hmm. we only do things for this band now if we all three of us want to do it. If one person is just like, I don't know, we're like cool, then we don't have to do it. Where before it always felt like we had to do everything, and if we didn't, we were going to get passed by the next band trying to do it. You know, and that was always the mentality. I guess the pre-COVID lockdown mentality of bands were like tour to survive, and if you don't tour, then another band's going to get that tour. At least in the alternative like pop rock world that we came from, you know. You just
3: you just said something that I forget about all the time: the competition between. Mm bands like i, I know how that could you uh, forget well you know because <laughs> it is, i feel because like sometimes <laughs> sometimes you think to yourself it's like oh it's just it's artistic and you know audience yeah. will find you but there really is a cap to consumption where <laughs> yeah. like i only have so much time in the day to to give um give you how competitive is it really i mean i feel like i know but do i really know yeah
2: I mean, for me personally and for us, I feel like I come from the old school way of like, like I said, like touring and like that kind of thing, where I feel like nowadays it's like you get discovered online and on TikTok and you don't really have to do that. Even with our experience these days, it's like we're doing festivals and little one offs and like there's really not a whole lot of emphasis on long term touring, which we will probably do yeah. at some point. But, you know, compared to me in 2009 with my old band where I was home for three weeks total for the whole year you know what I mean <laughs> like because that was Jesus. like if we don't go out on this tour for two months then this band's gonna get it and we're not gonna we're just gonna be sitting home all summer so then by August we're gonna be knocked down a couple notches in terms of like how you're perceived in the scene you know what I mean it's a can, it's can, a I, can, can I stop world. you there for a second can I yeah, stop you for a sure.
3: second okay let's say you you do take that job that takes you um through every festival. Yeah. Uh, and what's the ROI on it? Is it enough that um, it did matter for you to take it and not stay at home and have that band take over that spot that you would have just yeah. used all time low, for example? Yeah, right. Is the is the return on investment enough?
2: It's, I guess it depends, really. I mean, I've done tours in the past where we think it's going to be the best tour ever because the I'm not going to name any names, but the band that is bringing us out, you're like, oh, they're... they want us to come out and you go out and you learn very well why they picked your band, because they're probably (laughs) not at the level that they were at in there. And now they're just scraping the bottom and they're like, let's bring this band that brings 20 tickets in, you know? So we've done those tours where you think it's going to be a, an amazing little thing, and it ends up being like a soul crusher. So it's like, yeah, you think it's gonna. We, the first time we went to the UK, like Reeve said, we were actually booked on a tour where I was supposed to be. So I was booked solo acoustic guy for like a previous project. And then when the band heard that we were making Beach Weather records, and I showed them a couple songs, they were like, "Do you guys want to bring Beach Weather out instead?" The pay isn't any different, but we would love to have Beach yeah. Weather instead of. No offense to you, but instead of your solo stuff, we'd love to have the whole band. And so we just went, hell yeah, we'll make it work. And I think we were thousands of dollars in debt we had to like ship merch boxes back from the u.s that cost us like 500 bucks a bur like we didn't but we make any in Amsterdam. money. but <laughs> yeah but, but that tour <laughs> yeah. yeah but that tour and the other like was kind of the opposite like we went into it thinking like shit we're gonna lose money and we did but we left it with fans and the next time we went back to the uk we noticed it you know Isn't so it? it's like it, it kind of depends on the tour sometimes they suck and sometimes they suck for good reasons and sometimes they suck for bad reasons you know what mm-hmm. i
4: mean yeah. So, uh, two things I want to I want to ask. Reeve. We, we we cut you off and really didn't let you finish sort of the progression, if there is one as it's relate to this conversation. But, uh, Nick, it reminds me of one our interview with Paul Janeway where he uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones, they were on the Rolling Stones tour. Mm-hmm. I love that. He, as he tells us, he was like it was made very, very clear. Nobody is here to see you
2: absolutely oh yeah nobody that's how i feel about this podcast every week
4: it's i think it's written on my computer screen up here but anyway re yeah did you guys along those lines um what did you learn from doing it that way i mean it's kind of like sounds like you know you landed pretty good i mean you didn't hit the, the huge time but you didn't have to do the uh you know, six guys in a Lincoln going to the same <laughs> sweaty, you know, club every yeah. time.
5: I mean, on, on those first tours we did with beach weather, it was just, you know, I, I have a, it still felt strenuous some days, but I know it wasn't quite as bad as other people have, you know, kind of gotten into it. And when I did the other stuff while we were kind of on a break, um, just like fun bands, nothing crazy like roadhouse rock stuff with like me and my friends. Like it was just super fun. But you know, it was like, like oh, you do have to have a credit card to like rent a minivan. So I'm like inviting <laughs> another friend on tour to like come do that for me. And then I'm the one wrangling everyone in because mm-hmm. everyone else I have my own credit card never... guy. Hang on. I got to bring yeah, my yeah, credit yeah. card guy yeah, with me. Everybody else who like was coming out with me had never done this before and I had like gone around the world with beach weather so I found myself being the one like Get in the van. Like, we got to go. But,
2: like, yeah, but you know? what's what's funny about your whole story is that, like, your position when you were doing these tours in the Gap when we were off was exactly yeah. what I was doing when exactly we were in Beach Weather a couple years before. I was the yeah. old grumpy man, like, no more drinking. We got to drive four hours. Yeah. Get in the van. And then they'd be all pissed because they're like, Dad, we just want to hang yeah. out with our friends. And I'm like, well, we got to drive to Albuquerque. Get in the van, you know? Yeah. So it's remember... funny that you then had to experience that <laughs> later oh, I on. I know. It was just, it was just
5: wild. <laughs> like, the some of the guys I had with me were kind of doing a little bit more hardcore kind of stuff. And I had to like really wrangle them in, yeah. <laughs> but it was You're just like, like <laughs> it was just uh, I, I I was like, dang, I really feel for like what Nick was doing. Cause I was 21. I turned <laughs> 21 the week we went on tour. And it was like so, his
2: first tour, and then yeah. for me, I was like 28, Oof. and I had been touring since yeah, you 2007. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like yeah. we're just—I'm a little older than him, yeah. So we've just been. And
5: I don't think I was too crazy, but I, I definitely like wanted to have no, fun. No, you weren't
2: fine. You were—you were—you yeah. were just a kid that was the first time on the road, really away from home, and you were like seeing yeah. a sunflower field for the first time. Like, <laughs> shit, can we yeah. pull over. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I remember doing that. And then yeah. I get to the point where I get jaded, and then the, that stuff pisses yeah. me off. I'm like, no, we got to get to the venue. Where he's like, oh, yeah. come on. I just want to oh. see the Grand Canyon, you know? Seriously. I, Brad,
4: <laughs> raise your hand if you thought he was going to go with Sunflower Field. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> no, I just I just mean, like, me. is that a euphemism for strip club? Yeah. I mean, seriously. No, I,
2: that's, like, literally an example yeah. for me. Like, I'm from Boston, so I remember, like, my first tours in 2007, like, in the middle of the country, and then being blown away by, like, just landscapes and being like, this is nothing yeah. that I'm ever – you know, I feel like I just landed on Mars. You know, because well, I just yeah, I My that family vacations a, were to New Jersey. You. you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha.
3: Yeah. May I? It may was, I just uh, interject? I—I I, uh, had to go to Jersey last week for the first time in my life, and
0: I—I
3: uh, <laughs> was like, first first time in your life. I like that. Yeah. To go. <laughs> well, it was a mutual friend of all of ours' birthday, and I told him the whole time I was tr- tr- riding the train over. I said, "Am I going to grow a tail?" Uh, if I what happens when I cross this line? Do I get splotchy? Do I it's get so hives? It's a very strange feeling going to Jersey's Jersey. a wild
2: place because I feel like there's all different parts. I mean, I guess any states like that, but there's all different parts to Jersey. I feel like there's parts you can go to that feel like middle of nowhere farmland, and then there's like cliche Jersey and
3: Yeah, know. it's 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 beautiful ninety percent of it, but the part that everybody yeah. knows is the most <laughs> it's disgusting Jersey. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. the only part that we associate with Jersey. So uh, now that you are where you are now, um, although you have, I'm sure, a ton of different perspective and you appreciate it more, but it never feels as though with you guys that, uh, how can I put this? It doesn't ever feel like you guys care all that much
2: (laughs) in in the best way, in the best way, right? If I could just say I cared for a long time and- went through the ringer through the classic cliche music business drama you know i was signed before to a major label i was dropped i was put you know or i had a record shelved i've had i've kind of went through it so i cared a lot for a long time and i just realized that a lot of people don't care about you so i just kind of or at least they only care about the product that you're trying to sell and that's it Uh uh so i just along the way became jaded guy and was just like you know what i only care about this band and this band's interests and if other people align with that then that's the way we should be doing it you you
5: know? Yeah. And I feel yeah, like but... a
2: lot of people have like, the
5: theatrics of caring to where they don't actually enjoy it themselves. Mm. You know what I and mean? And we care like, very much. So don't it's like, say oh, we thank don't Thank you so much. They never actually like sit and be like, wow, this is really
2: cool, which I feel like we're yeah. so thankful and grateful for every little thing. I think now we're in like our appreciation stage where, yeah, Yeah. like I said, if we got it before, it would have been more of the showboating stage. Like we have a number one record where now we're just like, we have a number one record. Okay. Yeah. I think that that might,
3: that might be, that that might be it. I never get like a peacock feeling from you guys. You know, I never
2: don't like to do that. You know, we feel like it'll blow it. Like if we do that, it'll jinx it.
5: I think (laughs) you said, I think boasting than just falling on your face. You just look like such an idiot, (laughs) you know?
3: Yeah, I think I, you said it perfectly, Nick, when you said, um, Well, when we, well, I can't, what did you say earlier? That basically, we don't do anything unless all three of us want to do it. And yeah. there's that clarity of the moment where you just say, Yeah, this is really great, but, you For know. Sure. And we've been a- in
2: previous bands and stuff where that isn't the case, where like communication and agreement's like the hardest thing. You know, you have three people from three different walks of life. Like our guitar player Sean, who just got double hernia surgery, so he's still on bed rest right now. <laughs> he got oh it the day God. after our <laughs> record release show. He's been putting it off for a while, but he's yeah. from like Brooklyn, New York. Now lives in L.A. You know, Reeves in Nashville. I'm in Boston. So you get the three of us together, and we're three different personalities. You know, yeah. And I think the one thing that we've really worked on. With us specifically is like learning from the past, learning from our past bands, and like communications the number one thing that keeps you guys together and like if someone's having a bad day, like trying to talk about it, get on the same page, you know, and like i don't know i've I've had things blow up in the past over throwing away someone's leftover food, and then they're like, you, yeah, why'd you throw?" And you're like, really? Is this about the spaghetti, or is this about you know, sound check yesterday? Like, uh-huh. we just don't let it get to that point. We try not to let it get to that point. You know, mm-hmm. it's never yeah. about the spaghetti. It's Never about the spaghetti. No. Yeah, that's why I call it the spaghetti incident. You know, it, oh, it, it always. I always
3: count. I always count on Lord Taco to come in and bring in the
4: clarity.
2: You know, he it's always. True. It's, true. it's always food. That's why he's here, man. Yep. Wordsmith. <laughs> One of the
4: things. I, I mean. Listening to your music yesterday and reading uh, a lot of the comments, it was almost instantaneous. One of the first comments when I was reading, uh, listening to sex, drugs, etc. so many people said, this is, this is the music I put on when I just landed at the airport coming home from college and I'm driving back at night. That's awesome. I was like, "Well, that's interesting."
2: That's specific, mm-hmm. and I love that.
4: That was what—that's where I'm going. Yeah. It was like four or five, very mm-hmm. much similar. And, and when I was listening to the song, I was like, "Damn, that's
2: it that's spot on, the right?" there. Yeah. <laughs> well,
3: awesome. the thing—the thing about this—and and, I—and Nick and Reeve know this, but I don't know if Barry really does. In our in my industry, um, there's very few songs that we play that make it to the finish line, that get to yeah. what we call our library and our catalog. Uh, what these guys have made is one of the biggest hits that we have had in the last three years. I mean, this is a song that's going to last at our radio station in our format, maybe forever. And it's wild. It that's just crazy. doesn't that's happen <laughs> that often. <laughs> really. yeah. We we might we maybe we maybe get one of these a year, two yeah. max.
2: Someone but mentioned it, that to us the about, other day about the about it being a song that possibly lasts a long time. And we just looked at each other and we were like, that's enough. Like we've, you know, like when we were kids playing our guitars in our, in our middle band, yeah, middle school bands, like that's, that was the goal. Like imagine having a song, imagine playing this show, imagine meeting these people. It's like, we've accomplished that. Like that's enough. If it all stopped tomorrow, we'd be fine. And I got to go work at,
5: a coffee shop tomorrow. I you had the to wand. say
2: that's it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I'm watching that show Daisy Jones and the Six right now yep. with my wife, yep. and like yep. I feel so aligned. At first, I was like, I don't know if I want to watch that show. I'm going to judge it too hard. I'm you know too close to the music, and it's like very accurate, and it feels like a lot closely like similar to the way that our career is going off right now, where I'm just like. I don't know. It feels it feels awesome. It feels really relatable, and you know, it's I just want to embrace you say it. that Take Yeah, away. I'm watching yeah.
4: it too. This and it it's because it's because your song connects, and that's yeah. what hit me when I was reading that. I was like, dang, that's like you said, that's so specific. Yeah. And at first, I was like, yeah, that sounds like something the band's manager put on there. And then mm-hmm. I saw three and four the others, and I, and I was listening. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's It, it connects. That's the. I love that. That's it.
2: We were kind of reminded the other day from a friend um we were doing a podcast with a friend of ours, and he was he brought up the point that we never even really thought about. but sex drugs, et cetera, Before we took our hiatus, we put out that EP that had Sex Drugs on it, and it's the last song on that EP, Chit Chat. So it's technically the last song that we released as a band before we took our break, and it was the song that brought us back from our hiatus. So it kind of feels like it might be an older song, but like looking at it through that perspective, like yeah, that was the last single we put out. It just took a couple years to marinate and then pop off. You know? Can I talk? Can I ask
3: a little bit about um, how it did come back when? um, Yeah. When who calls you and tells you that they're about to use it for something? Uh,
2: how does um, it find no, its way back into the stratosphere?
3: That. Yeah, we actually
2: this time around we didn't. Usually we have we had someone from our sync uh, team at the time that would like send you an email like, "Oh, your song was used in Teen Mom on MTV." You know, we got a lot of <laughs> we get a lot of that stuff, and yeah. And then one time we just Reeve I think noticed the song was was kind of trending on uh, like our Spotify plays, like the streams were going up a little bit. Wait, and wait, 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 wait.
3: At that at that moment, what do you think the number yeah. was at? Because right now it's, what, 350 million? <laughs> what okay, was it it's at a that lot. time?
2: It's a lot of days. <laughs> yeah, it, every day it it's was, a
5: lot. You know, I think at that point we had hit like 300,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. And I was like, oh, my God. And like right now <laughs> it's like at almost 11 million or something crazy. And I remember our manager being like, Cause I've I've been trying to get the the guys like back together, kind of
2: like he was poking month. the whole time we were on a hiatus. He's like, we gotta get the band, back. and we're like, yeah, yeah, we're doing other things, Reeve. We'll get the band back when we're ready. And he's like, like, no, <laughs> we really need to get the band back together. Cause like I, I was just
5: listening <laughs> to this stuff, and I was like, dang, like you know, it's been like two years now. Like, let's do it. You know what I mean? So it was like around that quarantine kind of era of stuff, and then he was like, are you buying? are you fucking buying plays right now or <laughs> i'm
2: like i'm like, no he's
5: like i am not that
0: desperate no. I'm, like, I'm like that it, i found
5: that so offensive so i had to like go yeah. online and i was just googling like beach weather sex drugs etc and i was trying to find what it was in and then i finally found something it was on the show called control z and I was like, well, that explains why it's like popular in like Mexico City and Spain and all this stuff. And all these it's Spanish-speaking countries, it's yeah. a It's a Spanish Netflix show.
2: It's kind and, of like um, a euphoria. It's like a teen show. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of worked out. And our song was in the first, I want to say, within the first 10 minutes of the pilot episode. Yeah, so we kind of like, were like, hey, if people watch the first episode, at least they're going to hear sex drugs, you know?
5: Yeah. Wow. And it was like a janitor closet like hookup scene. So like all mm-hmm. these kids are like, this song rolls. And then uh, (laughs) that's why it happened before TikTok and stuff. It was just kind of like naturally from a show.
2: Well, then from that show, we noticed on TikTok, people started to take it and add it to like shows like they would make montage clips of like Stranger Things and then like Euphoria and shows like Control Z, but they would use that song. So it was almost like they... Heard it in a setting and they wanted to recreate that on TikTok so they'd make their own video clips. And then that's oh. when TikTok took over and started to kind of make it trend up that way. And,
3: and Reeve, you're watching the streams happen in real time. Nick, are you paying any attention to it? If you, let's I say wasn't. this, if Reeve, if Reeve doesn't call you and start poking, would you have even noticed?
2: Um, I wasn't paying attention. No, I was like, I mean, I think I, at the time it was like me and Sean guitar player were like throwing ideas around for the possibility one day of bringing beach weather back, but it was never like, we're making a record our song is trending. You know, it was, if he didn't let yeah. me know, then I don't think I would have. Yeah. You know, the first no. time at I some saw point drawing, you...
0: at I, I would
2: have found out but... and uh, Stop one, it. Of my, one of the guys, yeah, I was
5: uh, managing this tattoo shop and, um, one of the artists there was like, "What was that band that you toured with?" And I, I was like, "Oh, Beach He's like, "Can you can you like play one of the songs?" He's like, "I, w- I just want to hear it." I'm like, "All right." So I go look it up on Spotify. I'm like, "Dang, we're like kind of doing good right now." <laughs> oh shit! <Wow>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: what did what on. did he do when you played it for him? He's like, "That's not you." I, not, well, a bunch of the know? guys
5: were like, "This is pretty cool." And then uh, I remember like one of like the more like tough like tattooers that worked there. He's like. He's like, this is for freaking high school girls. And I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> that's who listens to it. I don't what know, did you man, make, but... dude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Show hey, me your song. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, once you're done putting that tattoo on that teenage yeah. girl, uh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to go listen exactly. to my yeah. song. Yeah. I'm She's going to save it floor. in her phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's I great. That- that is, that is kind of crazy because um, you, you, I think of, it's so weird, like Taylor Heineke is the Washington uh, quarterback, right? And he yeah. was like doing math work, like he did math homework before they were like, hey, we need a quarterback this week. Can you come in? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're working at a tattoo parlor. Um, yeah. Okay, so, so it, it happens. It seems you would have figured it out eventually, though, because yeah. someone's got to pay you.
2: Someone's got to tell us. (laughs) Yeah, I hope. I mean, still waiting on those checks, but. (laughs) Oh God, I hate to hear that. We're supposed to get paid. Yeah, no. Streams get you paid. I had no idea. So did you guys then
4: re? Did you guys reach back out to you know whatever label management, or did they reach back out to you and somebody said, hey? This is legit. I mean, how does that even work?
2: Yeah, first it was like, yeah, first we had the uh, the moment of being skeptical. We we're all like, someone, this is like a bot farm that's just trolling us. Like something's happening because yeah. a lot of the plays were being played in like you know other countries that weren't the United States. So we're just like, why is like Portugal Turkey. playing this song so much? You know, yeah, like plays like Turkey. Yeah. Like why are they so into sex, drugs, etc. Right now? You know, like some someone's playing a trick on us. Like, cause that's just how. I don't know. I guess we've just been traumatized we, by the music business. We've in the been past. getting our so ass now, beat in the last. Yeah. Two years so now we just that. doubt everybody. Yeah, like
4: We were big in North Korea for a minute. I yeah. Understand. Exactly. I was fascinated by so that. So we
2: just sort of had this mindset <laughs> that people were like messing with us for a while. Like you're not. It's not real. You know. And then I think um, we just started like once we realized like okay this is actually happening we just it made the excitement kind of come up a little bit more and we were like all right let's. Those demos that we had recorded or started writing, like, let's take those a little more seriously, see what we can do with these. So it turned into making a record. And then not too long, we were just going to put out, we made a record in June 21, and we were going to release it in September. And then shortly after that, um, Arista Records, this record label, hit us up and they were like, we're really interested. You know, we see the song, blah, blah, blah. And then when we told them we had a new record, they were like, "Even oh, you guys are coming back. It's not just the song. Like you have new stuff." And they were more excited about that. So it kind of worked out timing-wise. So we just put a hold on the record, and it just came out, what last Friday, you know. And
3: and and I bet now with with having this bank of success, it frees you up and gives you so much more flexibility going forward. Do you do you write a little lighter now?
2: Yeah, it's nice. We can just kind of write at our own t- our own pace. If nothing's like pushed, like with especially doing like we our show, we don't have anything until the end of the month. We have to go to the I have to. I say we have to go to the iHeartRadio Awards that we're nominated for something. It's like if you told us that a year ago, we wouldn't have believed you. If you told us a month ago, we wouldn't have believed you. You know. And then the next thing we're doing is like a handful of festivals in May. It's like if you were to told touring me in two thousand nine that this would be the way that it's gonna be, I wouldn't have believed you either. You know. Yeah. Do you, do you have uh, one in particular,
3: one of them, Shaky Knees, do you have one in particular that you actually know of that you are excited about that you've been to?
5: Shaky Knees, Hangout, these are all These are all festivals. I've never been I to any of, of them so. before, like I couldn't kind of afford to go, but now I get to play at them, so that's
2: pretty cool. Yeah. I mean,
3: you, you guys, that song at Hangout is almost tailor-made for that space.
2: I just can't wait last night. I was like, Oh shit. When we get to that song, like I, it hasn't clicked yet. You know, like when we get to that song at these festivals, it might go crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
4: You're not doing, you're not doing Bonnaroo, but when I was listening yesterday, Mm. I was thinking, uh, what a perfect song for that person who's driving 10 to 13 hours.
2: Yeah, right. You're
4: not going to hit it when you start out. And I'm not sure it's the song you want where you're loading in. (sighs) it's the song when you like hit midnight and you still mm-hmm. got a ways to go that you that's the song and that you guys are the band that i would want to be listening to it one that. or two yeah, or three in the morning you know i love that i hope yeah. we get With, that, I, 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 I mean i thought i thought about day, that hard one last, year. yesterday
3: i mean yeah especially being in nashville i mean you got to be uh pretty well yeah. accustomed to bonnaroo life don't you
5: I, I, like I said, I've never been able to afford like going to a festival. So, you know.
3: But
2: you've been to and...
4: Amsterdam. Yeah. yeah. but we've been to Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah. You know,
3: I think, I think you're gonna If you want to go to Bonnaroo this work. year, I think.
4: Yeah,
2: sure. <laughs> <laughs> we I shared <laughs> we shared a bed, so it wasn't that luxurious. Was I think that
3: bad. if you want to go to Bonnaroo this year, I think that you're going to be able to go. I think that you'll oh, yeah. easily be able
5: to if we're not doing anything for sure,
3: so I, uh, so tell me so tell me about the new album.
2: Yeah, we wrote it, we finished it twenty one, and it's taken a second to put out. But I think it was worth the wait. Um, if anything, yeah. I think it fits better now in twenty twenty three than it does in twenty twenty one, and it makes more sense to us. Like sitting with it for a little while, and kind of you now we got to got to sit with it, but. I mean it's a fun record I think it's the best thing that we've made musically as this band and I I just I love it. I think it has a lot of themes that are very relatable like how you were saying even just the way Sex Drugs like sounds and the lyrics are um how people can connect to like late night drives like I feel like all of our songs kind of have those different you know things that people can go like oh I like listening to this song when I'm you know driving or whatever. I think they all have there's like a nice theme throughout the whole record.
3: I like um, the idea that you said that uh you sat with it uh, because yeah. normally, you know, time doesn't wear well. Uh, right. You know, if sitting with it for a long period of time, I'm surprised you didn't tinker and, and have the urge to pick and, <laughs> and pr- yeah. product. Yeah.
2: The thing was mastered, I think, in September of 2021. So, like, we never opened it back up. We were just like, when, put it in a little archive, and when it's ready to come out, mm-hmm. we're going to release it. You know, so even hearing it on Spotify now, it just sounds so different to me because it, like, feels legit you know because i'm listening to on spotify not my iCloud folder or something on my phone like i have been for the last two years you know
4: it's so funny to hear you guys talk about like going to this awards thing where you said a month ago you would have never believed it <laughs> yeah what does that do to your psyche going forward do
3: you now consequence podcast you know, network do you
4: have a piece of paper that said here's what i'd like to do? i mean you mentioned doing mm. festivals in a bonnaroo yeah but do you i mean is yeah what are the you goals think yeah, can you even think that way
5: now I that think it, you know? I think we've just kind of not been expecting anything, and mm. we've been having this very natural, you know, flow of things. And we don't want to ask because we feel like you know, if something's meant to happen, it's going to happen. We haven't been forcing a thing. Yeah, we and that's been boating pretty be... well for us right now. So. Yeah, and I think once once you create the want
2: for more things, it starts. You get disappointed. Yeah, we've been disappointed a lot in the past. So by things like you know false expectations and stuff. I keep trying to tell
4: my wife she should live that way.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's not easy. (laughs) Well, that's why you're in the basement, Barry. That's why. (laughs) 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 We just like kind of changed our attitude around things. Um, Like now we sort of look at like the yin and yang of everything. Like. We played um, this amazing show. It was our first time ever playing in an arena in L.A. in January for Alter Ego, like a big iHeartRadio show. And we it was pouring the whole week, like dumping, like soaking wet for the whole week. And we were just like, we're playing an arena. We can't get mad about the weather. Like So everything about what we do now is like whenever there's like a speed bump or you know a roadblock or something, we just, we're not like, ah, shit, why did this happen to us? We're like... We we got a great thing going. If this is that's the one I got thing my that's going to set base. us off, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you do. We yeah. sort of have just been like, I don't know. We like this idea of like leaving it up to the universe to surprise us, you know, and then we'll never be disappointed. So
3: that's why that's why I keep coming back to this, you know, finding success later in your life. I yeah. I, I just don't know of a band that's out right now that is as content as you guys.
2: Yeah, we love it because this is what oh, we've dude. always wanted to do. There's nothing else we want to do. So the couple years before this, <laughs> I
5: was. I was just like, what the
2: fuck is going on here? Like, <laughs> That it, tattoo it just... shop that he worked at got destroyed in a tornado right before no. this took off. Oh, That's wait, is the, that... uh, the ultimate irony for me is like his job, his life came crumbling down in Nashville, and then the next day pretty much. like, Is that the same tornado that took,
3: that took, that um, took? what's the music, at uh, the exit Basement East. Or, yeah, basement East, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basement yeah. East. Oh my yeah,
5: God. Yeah, so, you know, it was like our friend's birthday that night, and then we were all like, kind of high eating burritos like at like 2am and then (laughs) my friend calls me and he's like dude the tattoo shop is gone so i drove my truck down there and it was flattened out and i was like you gotta be kidding me i was kind of comfortable and like content working there and Mm. um you know they were gonna open another location and i was possibly gonna like move to new york for like this new location i was like this is kind of a cool life i don't know i might do like my little experimental music and work at a tattoo shop and like that's cool with me but it, like, took that thing out, and then um, I, the owner got really sick and ended up passing away, and I'd never got any sort of, like, um, you know, unemployment or anything, because he couldn't help me prove that. <laughs> so I just started, like, shampooing women's heads at a salon, and, like, um, there was a bar that was, like, still open, and I, like did a a bouncer job there and I was doing Uber eats and then like all at the same time.
3: Oh And then once
5: this, once this music started popping off, I was like, I kind of just saw like this light at the end of the tunnel. And that's when I start hitting them up a lot. I was like, yo, look, look, I've said this, I've said
3: this for, I've said this forever and ever and ever. I just don't think that anybody with a trust fund can write a great song. Mm -mm. You have to struggle. You have yep. to go through some of this stuff to 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 appreciate and and yep. find that spot where, um, where the struggle turns into a song and turns into art and then uh you know hopefully success. I just that story in and of itself is I hate that you went through it. I really do. Yeah, but boy, I mean, oh boy,
5: went, we all went through heavy shit. Like I know, you know, I don't know what he wants to share, of it, but like Nick has gone through his <laughs> own things too, and I think we all just coming back into this, it's like. We don't want problems. to live through that anymore.
2: Yeah, we want yeah, everything right. to be the best that we can be. Yeah, like, sure. Like there was a, a couple months ago, him and Sean kind of gotten a little tiff on a phone call, and we were it was squashed the next day. Squashed. Where like yeah. it, they're now giggly, laughing, love you, bro. Like all that stuff. It's like that's the way it should be handled. You should mm-hmm. be able to be in a band with your brothers and act like they're your brothers. And if you guys argue and you fight, you can argue and fight. But as long as you get over it the next day and it doesn't ruin what we're doing. That's the way we got to do it, you know? And I think that's just how we're – why we're so level-headed about it. And we're like, if we don't win this award, fuck it. At least we were nominated. It's crazy that we were even invited, that they let us in the door, you know? So, Reeve, did crazy. you
3: give him the hernia?
2: <laughs> you gave Sean the hernia <laughs> <laughs> all that stress. Yeah, it's stressing the hell out, yeah. <laughs> He's always stressed. Sean, if Sean if was right here, you would go, oh, this guy's naturally stressed all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've <laughs> uh... – yeah, That's, well, it's, ben, a,
4: it's Russ for us. Look at him.
2: Yeah, look at him. <laughs> over there stressing.
3: He always stays medium, man. He always stays God, medium. <laughs> uh, Extra medium. Yeah. Guys, I, I, I just, I'm such a big fan. I, I love you guys as people. By the thanks. way, also, thanks for wearing the gray and the black today, because I don't think I've ever seen you in any, uh, anything other than fluorescence. Everyone. Yeah, we're usually yeah. pretty
2: dressed to the nines. Yeah, I got my golf clothes on. I'm hitting my hitting hitting nine with my dad today. So
3: are you? You're <laughs> playing you're playing golf today?
2: Yeah, we're going golf. We like to. It's Boston. You know what do we got? 41 degrees. It should be. I know 48 it's eight right now. It should be 48 it, by one. We'll be okay.
3: I mean, Nick, if if you ever want to come down, it. if you ever want to come down to Brooklyn, we'll uh, yeah, we'll go swing it. some sticks. Do you golf? Um, I'll, I'd be happy to. I do don't. That. So I don't. Okay. It's funny. Maybe I we don't can
2: sniff out a top golf or something.
3: I don't like telling people that I play golf because yeah. the insinuation of white dude who plays golf is just yep. so bad. You yeah. know? And I hate golf culture, I hate golf dudes. Um, I don't I agree, like the yeah. I don't like the guy who's standing behind me in Target who's practicing his golf swing in the
2: <laughs> I air. I practice my swing in the kitchen all the time. My yeah. wife's always giving me shit. Someone catches l- me golfing,
5: they're like, you freaking fascist. <laughs> yes, <crazy>. exactly. <laughs> Where's your Trump hat? Know.
4: I don't know Uh, what he's talking about, Nick. He and I played two or three times a year till he moved. I know.
3: I know that I I love it, but I don't like telling anybody that I love it.
4: Uh, There's
2: a a new wave of culture around golf, I think, that's coming up. There's people like – there's this company called Random Golf Club, and they're trying to make it, like, kind of cooler and take away all of the cliché-ness of golf out of it. Um, This hat is from a company called Bob Does Sports. They're, like, YouTube golfers. But I think they're bringing golf to, like – a new generation of people and not just the old grumpy, like white guy culture. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. seeing a lot of people that are on well, the course how, that are, it's how it should be. It's fun. It's a stress that's how reliever. Brad and it's I meditation. Play. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's we, how play we
4: play it play. when ready. I mean, it's, you know, we don't, we're, we're just there. there
2: to bust each other balls. We just want yeah, to sit there sure. and screw with each like other. My, my dad's my golf partner, you know, so him and I go oh, that's and, great. you know, fight but, with each other on one hole and then we're high fiving on the next. Buzz. You know, yeah. It's awesome. Also, I mean, the, speaking
4: best, of, the best thing about playing with Brad is the, the guy that hits right behind Brad is awesome. He's yeah. really good. <laughs> Which very, is what very I good. Tease you about, yeah. That, that uh, first shot he hits sucks and then he yeah. this
3: I mean I, one. I take hundred and sixty <laughs> strokes, but eighty yeah, of okay. them are really good.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's great. As long as eighty are good. Yeah. yeah.
3: That's right. So are how close are you to uh, Lord Hobo, by the way? I'm sorry to take this in a completely different direction. Are What's you Lord anywhere near Hobo? In your, Oh, it's one of the best breweries in the entire Northeast. I oh, found I yeah, there's this great IPA, one of the best IPAs I've ever tasted in my life. is called Boom Sauce, and More I found it in Jersey. Okay, I've found I found it in Jersey. My tri- my trip to Jersey that I grew a tail. I uh, I found <laughs> the great Boston IPA, and it's called Boom Sauce. So I've been okay. trying to get. I've, I've, seen I've been Boom try-
2: Sauce. I didn't know the name of the brewery.
3: Yeah, it's the Lord Hobo, uh, not Lord Taco, but Lord Hobo. Uh, which, by the way, Lord Taco brewery. and Lord Hobo,
2: very <laughs> similar people. Uh,
3: uh, man, I just I love you guys so much, and I hope to see you guys uh, again soon. And uh, next time you're in the city, please please reach out.
2: Yeah, we'd love that. Yes, thanks for please. thanks for your time. Thanks. For I'm so
3: excited. Yeah, I'm excited for the Thank album, so and um, thanks for giving us one of the great songs the format and <laughs> radio has had in a very long. time. Honestly, Barry, the last one that we've had was probably Heat Waves. It's probably glass okay. animals. He glass weighs. animals. That's great. Oh, yeah, that's
2: a great. That's a great, great company to be in. And yeah, Thanks no for kidding. changing our lives. I mean, you guys are wow. like, yeah, responsible so for, for changing. Spanish, everything
4: Spanish Spanish TV apparently changed your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're Spanish right. okay. TV. <laughs> yeah. Not, it's not you. Telemundo. Guys. Thank you, Telemundo. <laughs> thank that's you. Te-
3: yeah. Te- uh Telenovela, Telenovela, changing everybody's <laughs> life. Guys, we'll see you soon. Thank you so much.
5: Thank you. Right, thank you so much.
3: incredible guys i uh, just love them so much the kids of beach weather nick and reeve i uh, hope you enjoy that as much as i do because i really have a fondness for them they're so, fantastic, so fantastic they people. Were
4: great. So nice, and uh, I really do. That music to me, man. When I when I heard it, it was like this is great late night travel music. So it's funny to to ha- have that connection with them.
3: Which taco? Don't you find it funny that that Barry knows anything about late night travel since he's never done it?
4: He has never <laughs> once gotten
3: in a car in the dark.
1: He's <laughs> home long by long five p.m.
3: That's <laughs> been a long. Time. <laughs> if i imagine what it would be like <laughs> all right there you, there you go all right we'll see you again next week on the what podcast love you bye Hero!